Hi. Hi, my name is Nicole. I'm sugar addict bulimic. Um, thank you, Karina, for inviting me to speak. Um, I've been really thinking about what I want to pitch. And uh, this is sort of a new pitch for me. And I'm going to try to do the what it was like, what happened. But I really want to get to um, kind of where I am now. And so what I'm going to try for is using recovery in all areas of my life. But let's just start a little bit with what it was like. So, um, you know, I, I, I come from two alcoholic parents, and I know not everyone does. But there is research that um, sugar addiction is tied to the same uh, physiological gene strand as alcoholism. So meaning that I think that I was physically set up for the allergy. However, you could be physically set up for an allergy to strawberries and you bite, you eat some, you break out in a rash and you don't eat it anymore. So the physical allergy is a component. Um, however, of course, with two alcoholic parents and I, I've sponsored a lot of people and you don't have to have direct alcoholism in your home. That's why uh, my first program was Adult Children of Alcoholics. And over time, they changed their name to slash dysfunctional families because a lot of people who had come from either um, a, a family with someone who was mentally ill, a family whose grandparents were the alcoholics and their parents became dry drunk. So there's just a lot of similarities. So I want to make sure and pitch very broadly. But the point is, is that I grew up in a home where there was... Um, uh, not good things. And oh, here's a better way of saying it. I grew up in a home where my parents had no way of teaching me how to um, act in a healthy manner, how to communicate in a healthy manner, how to um, express my feelings in a healthy manner, how to emotionally regulate through my life experiences. They did not know how. They did not teach me how. So I was sort of left to uh, figure out on my own. And I think like a lot of kids, I think a lot of kids just, you know, like candy. I think that, you know, they're trying to grow as fast as they can and they're wired for that extra sugar. And that's fine. And But I do think that somewhere along the line, I crossed an invisible line. And uh, for people who don't know that, we talk about that in recovery. I heard it in AA where you go from being a social drinker to an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. You go from being a social user of whatever to being an addict. And so for the purposes of my talk, and sorry if people heard me last night, coincidentally I spoke last night, mm -hmm. I like to use food addict because of the umbrella term of like, now I have an addiction, whether it's food and no, and of course the food that I picked, meaning not, let's say non-sugar and then food, the food that I picked were high carbs, high fat. So again, I'm not just, I'm not, you know, sneaking green beans into my room. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I, and I don't even, I'm a kid. I don't even know what flour you know, and, and fat. And is, I just know what foods comfort me. 
And then I was an only child for 12 years, and uh, my parents' form of uh, parenting style was neglect. So um, food became my best friend. So lonely, eat. Upset, eat. Um, so, so that's the sort of what it was like. Puberty hits. Um, all, and I was a tomboy. Puberty hits. All of a sudden, it's like a boy-girl thing. I'm so unhappy at home. And then some sexual stuff was happening. I was being, and I was like so not prepared for it. So I went from just being a hyperactive sugar addict kid to now gaining weight. And uh, my mom was an exercise bulimic and she was a cheerleader in high school. So she was so into like looking good. So was my family, middle class looking good. And I think the only power that I had to say, fuck you, and also to tell the world, I don't care what you're seeing here, all is not well, was actually to gain a lot of weight and wear a lot of black, you know, and that's exactly what I did and color my hair purple. So that's what it's like. So then I couldn't wait to, to, to leave home. I mean, I had a box from when I was 13. I went around, grabbed all my papers, found all of everything and had it in a box. Anything from my childhood I wanted to keep and I had it in this wooden box so that any minute I could grab it and leave. Now, I leave home, right? But there's a trajectory. I leave home. Now I'm an adult. I am responsible for my own job, my own relationships, my own friendships, I have no tools for living. None. The only tools I have are bullying, um, withholding, um, emotional vomiting, uh, being the stoic friend who is the free therapist for all my other friends. It's like, oh, here's how I can get you to be my friend is I'll make myself invaluable to you. I'll come in and rescue you. Um, Fortunately for me, I got into ACA relatively young and that started to, but that was a slow thawing process. So thank God I did get into it. It was like, all of a sudden it was like, oh, that's what happened. Because up until ACOA, because I was the black with the weight and the I was the problem in the family, when in fact I was the truth teller in the family. So somewhere around there, my um, roommate noticed stuff about like not only wanting to shop once a year because I hated going shopping. Um, she just sort of noticed stuff and she said, why don't you go to this OA meeting? I had no fucking idea what it was. I walk into my first, now keep in mind when I was younger, I was a butch dyke. So, and I had learned no emotions. So for me to go into an OA meeting and I still struggle with teaching myself, learning how to cry. I went into my first OA meeting, sat there. All of these people were talking about stuff. I didn't know other people felt that way. I had no clue I about their bodies, about food or whatever. I cried through that entire meeting. It is the only meeting that I cried through. And at the same time that I was crying with a sense of like identification, my brain was going, fuck, fuck, fuck. Because I knew like, I'm going to have to give up my best friend. 
So that's what it was like. Now, that was around 98. So this is where I want to kind of try to weave into what I want to get to, which is in the beginning, I was focused on the food. It was all I knew. You know what I mean? We come in here. I, I, I came in, um, you know, from the outside world, diets. I did some dieting, but when I started to lose weight, I felt unsafe. And so I immediately just gained weight back. And so I stopped dieting like before I left home. I was like, okay, I'm just resigned to being the fat girl. All right, fine. My top weight was 200. Um, I'm 5'7". So I definitely was overweight, um, but I don't quite qualify for the 100 pounders. Uh, but I was the fat girl. And I, when I would get dressed, I was presented well because pride was important to me. But I could dress without ever looking at my body. I knew how to look. I would never look at myself in the eyes. And I would never look at my reflection because I just so did not want to be that person, you know. And so um, coming in... I first was like, okay, food plan. I was my I was on a pink cloud abstinent for the first eight months in OA because I can do any diet for eight months. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I didn't know the difference. You know, and my sponsor at the time kept saying it's not about the food. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's all about the food. So um so then I had to lose that first abstinence and we started to work around like this is a spiritual program. Now, fortunately for me, um, I was in a San Francisco area. And at the time that where I was at, no one used the word God. Thank goodness, because I had had some bad experiences. My mom was a Catholic. I was baptized Catholic and she had some horror stories. And I would n- I would have ran. No one said God, they said higher power. I didn't even know you could use that word. So, and the beautiful thing about that is because of that, I was fortunate enough to stay. And then where I was at, um, you know, it was all about like, you have to come up with, you have to develop a relationship to a higher power that you believe in Mm -hmm. that can include, it was very all encompassing. And so that kind of worked. I remember in San Francisco going to an AA meeting when they said the word God. And I was like, are they allowed to do that? I mean, it was just hilarious. But anyway, so we started to really work the steps. And what I want to talk about is, is like in the beginning, I want you to imagine like a a house with different rooms or a building with, let's say a house with different rooms. And there's like an office, there's an art room, there's a uh, sort of tea room, there's a, um, and a kitchen. There are all these different kinds of room. And in the beginning, I was completely focused on the kitchen, right? The food, my relationship to food. And so when I was going through the steps, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. I completely used the steps only in my kitchen. You know, all the tools were only about my kitchen. And, um, I also, like my beloved woman over here, am high executive functioning. 
and I'm a really good student. And so I just came at this like, I mean, I didn't give a fuck who you were. I'm like, I'm calling you. You know what I mean? I like, it was a different time. Like we had to have a list of names. There was no texting. You had to call, you had to talk to someone live. You know, there were only live meetings. That was the only thing you could go do. And so um, that's exactly what I did. And I learned to use the tools around my relationship to food. And that got better. And I remember the first time that I was uh, I was taking some sort of massage class, and I was with some. I was also going to ACOA and Al-Anon. And I remember I was with someone, and I was taking a massage class. And I said, you know, would you be my dummy body? You know what I mean? And he thought about it, and he said, yeah, that'd be a good way to be of service. And I was. I had never thought of that because for me, 12 step happened in my kitchen. All of the tools that I had happened in my kitchen. Now, yes, I'm in ACOA and Al-Anon and and for people who don't know, I like to break it down as ACOA is kind of, how did I get here? What, what's my history here? What was, what's the family legacy? What were my parents? How did this get passed on to me? And Al-Anon is more of like my relationships today. Like when I go to an, I am talking about my relationships today. Um, so, but it's very different. You know, those, that's like relationship stuff. And this is, you know, process addiction and everything, or, you know, addiction. And over time, the beautiful thing that I experienced slowly was starting, like when he said that, as small as that moment was, it was huge because it was like, oh, you know what I mean? Be, you mean just be of service to the world. You know what I mean? It just sort of, I guess, maybe being very hyper-efficient Capricorn, kind of a little bit like, I was like, this OA goes in the kitchen. You know what I mean? That's where I'm going to work all my tools. That's what I'm going to, that's what we're going to talk about. And then over time, you know, I noticed some cross-addicting, so I ended up going to WA, which is Work Addicts Anonymous, Workaholics Anonymous, I mean, and starting to learn the tools there. I went to Debtors Anonymous, started to learn how to money manage, because my parents, you know, they spent money like it grew on trees. I did not know that they ended up filing bankruptcy. My mom says three times. She is prone to exaggeration. So I would have to look at the court to know what I mean. But I can kind of believe it, except I'm like, how is that possible? But the point is, is that I had inherited that sort of, there will always be money. Mm -hmm. There will not always be money. Let me tell you that. You know what I mean? The uh, 2008 recession taught me that there will not always be money. And I had to learn, you know, how to work my program around money. I had to learn how to work my program around everything. Now, the beautiful thing is that at some point in the beginning, I was like, wow, I am super fucked up. You know what I mean? And then like I did, I mean, when I walked into my seventh 12 step program and I'm not exaggerating because I remember it was seven and I was identifying, I honestly felt like I was like super fucked up. Like I was like, Stephanie and I call it, I wasn't on the short yellow bus. I was on the van. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you're all on the short yellow bus, but 
and Stephanie and I were on a van. They got to come. You know what I mean? And and then thank God for the ACOA because it taught me that it's one trunk, which for me was alcoholism slash dysfunctional, and then it branches off into mm-hmm. every area of my life. Mm-hmm. Now, the flip side of that is that every tool that I learn how to use, I can apply to every area of my life. And that has been a level of freedom that I pray that each one of you experience. I was The reason why I thought of this topic is because my best friend, I've got about three of them, um, my best oldest best friend, uh, she was expressing something to me, and I thought as... I, you know, I read the text and I thought, wow, you know, without thinking about it, I took what she was expressing and I framed it in a step one. Mm. And I, and this is why I wanted to talk about it because if I can take anything and frame it into a step one, I am powerless over the effects of growing up in an alcoholic home. I am powerless over my character defect of rage once I frame it up as a step one, I have a path. I have a process. I have tools. I have everything that I can begin to uncover and get some relief from that powerlessness. So I think I'll end there. I just want to thank everyone for being here. I'm so happy to be back in face-to-face meetings. I want to add one thing, not to you. I'm preaching to the choir, but I'm really grateful for Zoom and the incredible accessibility. And I have to say that being back in face-to-face meetings, it's there's no comparison. There's absolutely no comparison. So um, thanks for letting me share.